Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, With Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. fact about my guest today, this real-life married couple who are Broadway and film and television stars made an incredible album together. It's called Something Stupid. It came out in November, and that is when I talked to them minutes before the album's release by Broadway Records. It's called Something Stupid, but man, it is not something stupid. It is now one of my favorite records. It will be yours as well. I'm so thrilled to have Colin Donnell and Patty Murin on the podcast with special guest star Cecily Donnell. How amazing to hear their sweet little girl running around in the background. Welcome all of them to the podcast. A-OK. A-OK. Hey, everybody. My guests today are Patty Murin and Colin Donnell. Colin is an actor and musician who stars in the Peacock series Irreverent. Other TV credits include Chicago Med and The Affair. He is also known for his Broadway performances in Violet, Anything Goes, and Jersey Boys, as well as the regional and off-Broadway productions of Wicked, Mamma Mia, Merrily We Roll Along, Love's Labor's Lost, among many others. In 2020, Donald and his band, The 1920, released their debut albums, Chaos and Cocktails. Ms. Patty Murin is an accomplished stage and television actress who stars in the Hallmark film In Merry Measure. Murin is well known for her critically acclaimed Broadway performances, which include originating the role of Princess Anna in Disney's Frozen, the titular role in Lysistrata Jones, her Broadway debut in Xanadu, and Glinda in the national tour of Broadway's renowned show. You may have heard of it. It's called Wicked. Uh, she previously appeared in Hallmark's Holiday for Heroes, as well as alongside her real-life husband, Colin Donnell, in Love on Iceland. On television, she starred on Chicago Med and Royal Pains. She's often the voice of your favorite audiobooks, but also very exciting. And one of the reasons we're here today is these two beautiful artists have created an album together called Something Stupid. And it was produced by another little known facts guest, Robbie Rizal for Broadway Records. Um, it is not Something Stupid, although it's the best title ever. <laughs> Of any, I mean, it is immediately um, a conversation starter. So you guys, 
you're married, you have two dogs and a little girl running around behind us. And we're so lucky <laughs> to get to hear all of that on the podcast because we like to keep it real. Um, so something stupid is so not stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, we're really proud of it. It's uh, It's been a long time in the making now. Um, you know, the whole idea of it started, I mean, years ago, I feel like uh, we've been having conversations about doing something like this for a long time. And then during the pandemic, Robbie Rizell reached out and sent Patty a text and said, hey, do you think that we could actually make this happen now? And, um, you know, the conversations got going. We came up with a, uh, we had some Zoom meetings where we came up with possible tracks and numbers we could do on the album. And then all of a sudden we had to go to Australia uh, just as the uh, album was having some real headway to it. And so it put a little bit of a delay on it. So now that it's finally coming out, basically almost two years to the day yeah. later uh, is really exciting for us. We're excited for, you know, we're happy that people are starting to have a listen to it. And, you know, November 18th is just around the corner. And uh, it's going to be really nice to have everybody be able to stream it, download it, buy it, whatever. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have such a crazy November. Tomorrow on November 11th, uh, your Hallmark movie comes out, Patty. On November yes, 30th, Irreverence starts for Mr. Donald. And on November 18th, I've said it out of um, chronological order, but something <laughs> is released. Um, so, and you're pregnant. And I, uh, yeah. And so I think that's all- it. I think that's I think, it. I, I hope. think there's more actually. <laughs> Tell us like, Probably. and also your kid is homesick from school today. Like, yes, all the for like a week. So yeah. of course right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It always happens at the best time, right? All but. happening. I yeah. want to like break down. First of all, I'm having a breakdown just thinking about your month, but that's something <laughs> I'll handle in my therapy session with better help in an hour. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, okay, before we get into all of this, I think I just want to start with you guys. How did you meet and where where and how did you both kind of go, oh my God, we love each other? Oh my gosh. Uh, t- like two totally different stories because yeah. we met, uh, God, I don't even know, like 2006-ish. Our friend Patrick introduced us. I went to college with Patrick. Colin did a show with him and he had a birthday party, you know, at this bar called Yogi's on the Upper West Side that no longer exists, sadly, but was the best dive bar in existence. Yeah. Um, and we met and we, you know, we were both, he was in Broadway on Jersey. Uh, yeah. He was on Broadway. You weren't? Nope. Well, I don't know, but we were, but I was about, oh yeah. The next year he was on Broadway in Jersey boys and I was in Xanadu and you know, it all sort of, you know, the circles kind of mix and we also lived a couple blocks away from each other and we just became friends and would hang out every once in a while. And then we just stayed friends through the years and kind of you know, had our own lives. And he went and did Arrow for a year in Vancouver, the TV show. And I married someone else. And, uh, <laughs> and then when we sort of re, re-became friends, it was because we knew we were going to be doing Love's Labor's Lost uh, for Shakespeare in the Park this summer of 2013. And so, you know, we both knew we, knew we were going to be in it. I had just gotten divorced. He had just gotten killed off of his TV show. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's been years. Um, and I, we just kind of started hanging out and, and like, dating. But it wasn't 
there, it wasn't one of those immediate moments where it was like, oh my God, it's been you all along. It was like, okay, like this is, this is a thing. And then probably six months later, we were taking a road trip. We were, we both went out to LA for a little while that winter and we, we decided to take a road trip home and we drove from California to New York and, you know, and our, our rationale, we were like, well, there's an airport in every city. So if it doesn't work out, it's an easy escape route. And I think that was when I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. This is like, this is, this is a long, this is a long-term thing, like a rest of my life thing. Um, yeah. So it was sort of- too- I was on board a little bit sooner than Patty was. Yeah, he was. I think. <laughs> I thought you hate how I tell it that way. No, <laughs> he it's all loved right. me. He was so. What she in always love. forgets to mention <laughs> is that she is the one who kissed me first. Yes, I was under the influence, but you know, <laughs> that is the only reason. Well, also, this is a part of the story I kind of love because I really think that I chose to stay blind to the fact of how good looking he is. <laughs> Um, cause I never, re- everyone was like, oh, Colin Donald's so hot. And I was like, oh God. I was like, it's Colin. And that was the first day that I was like, oh my God, he's really hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But again, I like to think that my brain sort of blinded me to that until it was time to really, truly see it. And so. But she was right. Like the, the, the timing is right. The road trip that we took from, yeah. from LA to New York was really, it, it, it sealed the deal for both of us. Yeah. I mean, if you could be trapped in a car with somebody for, I think we took 10 days on the way mm-hmm. from west to east. Uh, and if you can be in a car with somebody like that, mm-hmm. I think you're on solid solid ground. Yeah, we did. We liked it so much that six weeks later, we went back. We went New York to LA. And so it was just, it's really, we, we had such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. When was the first time you guys sang together? Uh, just us? I'm not really sure. I have honestly. no idea. Because we didn't really sing together in Love's Leaver's Lost because we didn't play opposite each other properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were moments when we'd interact and he, you know, but it, it, we weren't, we, out of all the things we've done together, we've very rarely have truly sung or played opposite each other. Um, what about on probably, that road trip? Were you singing uh, all the time in the car? No, I was too busy reading billboards in funny accents. Yeah. <laughs> is that your thing? It's, Apparently it is. Thing. We discovered she, it. She likes to just basically, if she sees <laughs> something, she just reads it. So it's a lot of, ooh, exit 495. Ooh, McDonald's. <laughs> but like as you're going through, you know, I mean, if you're going through the middle of the country, the billboards get really interesting. You know, I'll just leave it at that. But, um, you know, it's just you, those small towns and, you know, you're like, oh, Papa's Meat Shop. <laughs> it's just, I can't help it, you know. Ogallala, Nebraska. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but I think really almost the first time, yeah, Encores, when we did Lady Be Good together was maybe the first time that uh, – like I think we had done like little concerts here and there. Yeah. For oh, you know in what? Particular. We sang in my first solo show at Fifty Four Below. We sang that was two thousand fourteen. I choose you. Yes. Colin played the guitar, and I sang, and that ended up being our wedding song. Um, and it's still, yeah, it was still that. That's what. It, that's probably the first official yeah. time about about a year after we started dating. Yeah. That's when we first publicly sang together. Thanks, Sarah Borellis. Thanks, Sarah. She's done a lot for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's done a lot for all of us, by the way. It's so yeah, true. It's, it's true. so true. God bless Sarah Borellis. So what you're saying to me is, when you weren't reading controversial political billboards <laughs> in in red states that made you want to drive faster. Um, 
did you not sing show tunes together? And are you guys show tune lovers? I yes, mm, no. Uh, yes I, tra- no. I tried to put on the uh, cast recording of The Secret Garden, and Colin was not into that at all. Oh, here comes Cecily. Oh, Cecily, do you have anything girl. to say? You want to come to me? Okay. She's, She's very mama centric right now. Do you have anything yes. you want to say? Can you sing? Can you say hello? You don't want to make your singing debut? She loves to sing. Making an album is something that is so personal and so incredibly fun and stressful in equal parts. Um, Even starting with, and I know Robbie, and he really is like the song whisperer in certain ways. Like he's incredibly intuitive about great choices for singers, but the kind of eclectic nature of the different kinds of songs you guys have on this album is really astonishing. So talk a little bit about like sort of conceptually how you came up with, we're not going to just stick to one style. We're just going to mm-hmm. choose things that we love. Can you, Oh, there's my baby. Um, <laughs> Lola, Welcome. So can you talk a little bit about once you're like, okay, we're going to do this. Broadway records, um, how you came up with what I'm listening to. Yeah. You know, it sort of goes back to the question that you asked that we didn't answer about whether we're show tunes people and whatnot. We have such different tastes in music. It's like sort of unbelievable. And so (laughs) when it came to, you know, choosing, it's not like we, we, I, we had to like really compromise, you know, make happy compromises about like, okay, well, you're more of like a rock and roll kind of country guy. And I'm definitely more of a musical theater pop girl. And so um, we really took all of that into account. And so did Robbie, because he, he was the one that came up with a a bunch of the, the uh, song titles that we ended up doing and the mashups, you know, and the, that we never would have, like a lot of the standards, that was all Robbie. Um, But it fits both of us so well, because that sort of draws from all of, you know, theater and, and just classic, classic, just music in general. And so, um, so I think that it was sort of, it really is our personalities that is so, it's so clearly on this track list, um, you know, in terms of my songs and, and his songs. And then the ones that we do together are sort of, you know, I was like, yes, I will sing this, this, you know, country John Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash song, but we're also going to do a song from Tangled. Um, <laughs> so, and it's really like it was. It was a nice. It's a. It's a great testament to you know Robbie and the whole team over there. Yeah, thinking outside the box to let us kind of throw stuff at the wall, and you know, make an album that seemingly doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you're looking at it and you're looking at the track listing, but then, you know, you, you add Luke Williams's arrangements and he really tied together. He and Robbie and Yaz all really tied uh, all the tracks together really nicely in, in the way that they built them out and, uh, and created all those beautiful orchestrations that you hear. Um, and so, you know, out of something that looks very disparate, you have a really cohesive sounding album at the end of it. What do you feel like the story of the album is? If it were a movie, if it were a book, if it were a limited series, sort of what's the story you want to tell? I mean, something stupid really is, <laughs> is a pretty like fitting encapsulation. Cause I think it, it really speaks to how we, um, how we kind of live our lives. We, we do it with, uh, 
uh, a lot of whimsy and a lot of heart. Uh, and, you know, and we dedicate ourselves to making the best out of everything that we can, but we do it with a, with a smile and a smirk along the way. Yeah. Like we don't, we try not to take anything, you know, deadly serious, uh, even though we're giving a hundred percent to it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's always a lot of humor that goes along with our lives. So it's a, it's a dramedy, if you will, a, rom- a romantic <laughs> yeah. dramedy. That's a good, yeah. That's, that's a, a really good, good elevator mm-hmm. pitch for something stupid. <laughs> yeah. The series. Um, That's yeah. right. <laughs> you guys have been really candid. You know, you're both, you know, people that that fans of Broadway and film and television are really interested in. And, you know, you're now a couple that People Magazine covers stuff that's going on in your life, which is just exciting and I'm sure really strange in certain ways too and one of the things that you guys shared really openly about is that sweet little girl had open heart surgery um so a I just want to say just sort of reading about something and then getting to see in real life like the most healthy beautiful active oh my goodness stunning child is so incredible and when I think about how you guys have to deal with real life stuff with whimsy and humor, I imagine being a parent as intense as that was to have any kind of humor as part of your DNA must have been an incredible asset as human beings on this planet going through that. I mean, truly, I also need to share what she's doing right now. She's pulled herself up a stool and she's found a little like bag clip that I'm pretty sure she's trying to put in her ear like into the pod. So great. <laughs> she is attempting to join the interview in the most official it. way she knows how. And I really yeah. love it. And I also really appreciate that you guys um are still doing this with me today, even though everything oh, is sort of upside down. I'm so happy. For people who don't know, something stupid is the name of a song. It's the last song that is sung on this incredibly glorious album. Mm. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I feel like I just want people to understand you don't have to be in good voice or warmed up, but that's part of the lyric, which is just yeah. it's an incredible love song, right? It's just an incredible yes. love song. Mm-hmm. Can you guys whether you say it or sing it, just do the beginning of that song so folks know that you're not saying don't buy this album because it's stupid. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. You're yeah. saying this is actually one of the greatest uh, songs of all time. And yes, uh, if you don't remember the lyrics, you can hum it until you get to oh, something. We've, 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 mm-hmm. we've got we've it now. We've them up just so we don't get them wrong. Okay. Um, okay. It is. It's a song that was famously sung by Frank's, Frank and Nancy Sinatra. Um, and obviously, you know, one of the greatest couples of all time in terms of music. Um, and to be honest, I like if people don't recognize the title, yes. don't feel bad because I myself did not recognize the title yep. when Robbie suggested it. And I Me was either. like, oh, that that's a great title, but what song is that? And then we took a listen and I was like, oh, that, that song. Uh, and I think uh, people will recognize it. Do you want to? I did all the hard. You did. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. And afterwards, we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, I love you. Yeah. 
So that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, do you understand now what I'm talking about? Do you understand <laughs> how not stupid it is? Um, it is really a privilege to get to spend a little time with you in your home today to get to hear you sing together, by the way, dying. I'm dead. Um, and also it's such a personal album and it's such a kind of unbelievable, like fun bop and ballad and show tune and then hardcore rock and roll. Like it has all the things. So like literally this album, when I say is for everyone, it literally is for everyone. Um, a lot of folks Literally. don't even know that Colin and Patty are musical theater stars. They know them from these other things you do. So how thrilling that they're going to get to know this other side of you. And for the people who know you in that way, how thrilling that we mm -hmm. get to hear you together and that you have this yeah. forever. Like this is not just a photo album. Like you have this album of your love forever. And this moment in time of your lives with like a really little one and another little one on the way and sort of what a beautiful way to take this pandemic and make art and something beautiful out of it. And so that is my last question before I let you go. When and where did you record this and how did you do it? And were, was uh, the band with you or not with you? Like, how did that all go? This was a true pandemic project. So we had actually already, um, because Robbie had pitched this to us in November of 20, 2020, Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we had actually already purchased a sound booth for our home, for our basement, because I was recording audiobooks. That was one of my pandemic pivots that, you know, one of the great things that I love to do that came out with it, came out of that whole mess. And Colin um, was recording an album with our good friend, Brian Yusufer, the 1920. Um, and so we were kind of set up for it to do it from our home. And so they did everything, Robbie and Luke and Yaz did everything from their side and they would send us, you know, we did all the Zooms, all the meetings were on Zoom about what, what we were going to sing. And then they made up demo, demo tracks that we could record to. And then they went back and, you know, they had all their, their instrumentalists record their separate parts separately. Yeah. So it really was not, you know, like the, the, those grand pictures of like everyone in a studio and you've got your, your little <laughs> booth and you're like, there's the guitar player and there's the drums. It was very, um... You know, which I know is, is so challenging and intricate for, for Robbie to to sort of set up and, and make happen. And so um, I think we had the easiest job of anyone because we just had to kind of go downstairs at our own leisure after her bedtime <laughs> or after, you know, and just record our parts and, you know, do a bunch of takes and send what we loved. And they would come back and, you know, be like, can you just punch in this measure? So we got to do it. We literally dressed like this, like in our pajamas. I don't think I even wore a bra. So think about that. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Thank you. I yes. mean, it's amazing. Like, you know, we've, we've both had the experience of being in a studio with the band and it, it's, it, it's an incomparable experience to be able to do that. Uh, but it's also a high stress situation because you only have a certain mm -hmm. amount of time within that studio to get your stuff done and get out. Yeah. Uh, and so to have, you know, some of it was forced, some of the time that it took to get done was forced because of our foray over to the other side of the planet. Um, <laughs> but the fact that it's even possible for something like this to happen remotely and really be a global uh, collaboration um, is pretty darn remarkable. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we were still discussing the album and, 
you know, talking about arrangements while we were down in Australia and everybody else was back here in New York is really incredible. And, you know, we're super proud of the way that it all came together. Um, and, you know, like I said, it, it feels like a really cohesive album that we would have been in the same room making right. all together, yeah. except um, we got to do it in our basement without a bra. <laughs> I didn't wear a bra, I didn't wear a bra either. Totally appreciate that. Thank you for that little known fact. I was going to ask you. Well, little so, known facts indeed. Known facts, indeed. Well, that's incredible and all the more impressive because the mix is so perfect. So to know yeah. that actually it was happening in the way that it happened is pretty yeah. incredible. All right. Before I let you go, what is a little known oh, fact my. about you, Colin Donnell? I am unabashedly a fantastic baker. I love baking cakes, cookies, pies, uh, doing pizza nights where I make my own dough. Ooh, we gotta do I that love yeah. it. Let's do that again. So I, I am, there's something about the precision of baking that I absolutely love. That is my little known fact. I like it. And they're good. Oh, it's the cookies yeah. are the best. I the think I have the, the best, ingredients yeah. to make them, and I think I might make them today. Now I'm just mad that I don't have Great. cookies in front of me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a version of Jenna played by Colin Donnell in Waitress. Oh. Like, I feel like, yeah. like, why not? Actually, that's true because it happened a lot during the pandemic. He did a lot of stress yeah. baking like a lot of people did, and he yes. just really tried – he branched out into – you know, breads, and he had a sourdough starter in there that terrified me for months. And <laughs> if if anybody that that our friend Mike Doyle, Mike Doyle actually, actually it yes, it all comes full circle. Uh, but if anybody at Broadway Backwards is listening, maybe yeah. I could play a Jenna in. Oh yeah, uh huh. There we go. Don't yep. you think what baking can do? That would be Mama. It's amazing. That's oh yeah, coming out. We of just your get, mouth. look at us with these free ideas. <laughs> yes. All right, Patty, all right Patty, do you have one? Yeah, uh, let's see. In um, elementary school, I was I'm like I'm like an American history nerd, um, and it all sort of goes back to uh, elementary school when because we I grew up sort of in the the Lower Hudson Valley, and a lot of like you know like local history, a lot of like American Revolution stuff happened here. So we did like years of it in, in elementary school and studying it. I used to make my neighbors, um, you know how like when you all get together, all the kids get together and they you play like kickball or baseball or whatever. Well, I would make us play Revolution. War <laughs> on our front yards. <laughs> Just uh, oh yeah, go yeah. Um, you know, in in sort of mixed in with the cops and robbers and good guys and bad guys and whatever else you used to do, Revolutionary War. Except I would always play. So this is just turning into a long story. But um, in fifth grade, as part of our educational um like experience about the Revolutionary War, they showed us a movie, you know, the movies they used to show in classrooms on George Washington, except in this one, he had a mistress named Sally, <laughs> which is also a little known fact about George Washington, um, which I've Googled and apparently it was a real thing. But I, when I made our neighbors play Revolutionary War, I, I was Sally because she was, she was, she was hot. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Have a great day and sending huge love. Thank you. Thank Bye. you so much. It's such Thanks a for your Bye -bye. record. Bye. Great to see you. Thank you. Bye. One more thing. I keep getting emails asking how to donate to the podcast. First of all, thank you in advance. You are the kindest humans. Just go to littleknownfactspodcast.com slash donations. That is where you donate. 
thank you from the bottom of my heart. Clouds can make the wind blow. Bugs can make the grass grow. So, there you go. These are little known facts that now you know. This episode of Little Known Facts was edited by Nicholas Klar. We record in New York City. The Little Known Facts theme song was written and recorded and sung by Georgia Famusa with backup vocals by Caleb Famusa. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.